and welcome to The Music Makers, the podcast for elementary music teachers. I am your host, Marissa DeVoe. This year is certainly going to look different for school districts, teachers, parents, and students. So for today's episode, I wanted to focus on ideas you can use this school year while teaching during the COVID-19 pandemic. I know every educator's situation will look different this year, so let me start off by explaining what my situation looks like. I teach in New York State, and one main recommendation that has been made for our state is that students need to be 12 feet apart in order to sing or play band instruments. Most school districts are heeding this recommendation in my area, including my school district. Therefore, I'm not allowed to have the kids sing or play recorders in the classroom because we do not have space for them to be 12 feet apart. Other restrictions are the six feet of distance at all times and two levels of barriers, meaning six feet in a mask or we are getting these polycarbonate dividers so kids can be six feet with a divider. And there are no shared instruments. So if I have my kindergartners use shakers for that day, I'm not allowed to use those shakers with another class until I sanitize them. All specials at my buildings are being pushed into the classroom to limit student travel around the building, meaning all specials are on a cart. Students are split into two cohorts, and some come Monday, Tuesday, and some come Thursday, Friday. When each cohort is not in school, they are logging on to do remote learning. So for today's episode, I hope to provide some ideas other educators can use who are in a similar situation as me. So I'm on a cart, and I can't have students sing, and I have to also provide some remote learning. And before we get into the content, I just want to pause for a moment and provide some mental health discussion. I know that most educators out there are feeling mad, angry, scared, upset, nervous, confused, frustrated, and so much more. And I am right there with you. I'm feeling all of these things too. There are so many unanswered questions about what this school year will hold. And it is hard for us to process all of this changing information. It seems like something is changed every day. I want to provide you with two thoughts to help you get through the school year. And I hope you can keep these thoughts in the back of your head and remind yourself of them when you need it. The first one, you are doing the best you can and that is enough. When things get tough and hard and you're getting frustrated and upset, Remember, you are doing the best that you can, and that is enough. And secondly, any decision you make this year should be with the student's interests in mind. That's why we got into this field, right? For our students. We love teaching them music. So any decision you make should be based on what is best for them. So have a good attitude, take deep breaths, and be kind to yourself and others. Because remember, we're all in the same boat. Every person in your building is feeling the exact same things you are. And we can do this if we work together and stay positive. I'm going to start off by providing you with some ideas if you are teaching on a cart this year. A lot of the ideas I'm going to get for this episode come from two Facebook groups. I follow Teaching Music on a Cart and Music Educators Creating Online Learning. If you're on Facebook and you don't follow these groups yet, I highly recommend them. There are so many educators who are posting daily, hourly, with great ideas. 
So one idea I saw on the teaching music on a cart group was a welcome chant. So an issue that could happen is you're going into their classrooms and yes, they know you're the music teacher, but especially for our little kids, that's really hard for them to grasp that idea. I know if the teacher is in the classroom, they're going to try to go up to their classroom teacher to ask if they can go to the bathroom or another question. So it's really getting that mindset that, no, this is music time. I'm the teacher, just like we would be in our class and questions and comments and whatever else happens, it falls on you as the music teacher. So it's really hard to communicate that information with our little kids. So one way we can do that is a welcome chant that allows them to identify that, oh, we're switching from our regular classroom to our music classroom. It gets them in that mode of transitioning. So somebody suggested on this post a saying that goes like this, chicka chicka boom boom, now you're in the music room. And it's something so simple that when you walk in, you could just start it and the kids will say it, or you could just say it. And if you already do a lesson on Chicka Chicka Boom Boom, what a great way to tie this in. One that I came up with sounds like this. One, two, three, four. Look who just walked through the door. Five, six, seven, eight. It's music time. Let's make it great. So I really recommend that you guys try and come up with a chant or use one that I suggested. I think it's going to help your students transition and give them that sense of, Yep, it's music time now, and my focus is 100% with this teacher and on this subject. The art teacher I work with, he already does a mantra every class period with the kids, and they all together say, we are calm, we are creative, we are artists. And this really gives students the sense of empowerment. Like, yes, I can take control of today. I am in control of how this art class goes. I know it's art time. I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to focus and I can do it. So I really recommend a chant or a mantra to get your students mentally prepared for that lesson. One big issue I face and many others are facing at this time is our students can't sing in the classroom. We don't have that 12 feet of space and there's no place else to go. So There'll be no singing happening in the classroom when we're in person. So how can we overcome this challenge? How can we make it better? I have some thoughts on this and I'd love to hear what other people are thinking of. So remember, if you guys ever have comments or suggestions, you can email me at themusicmakerspod, that's P-O-D, at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you guys. And if you haven't checked out our website, themusicmakerspodcast.com, I've posted the materials from our first two episodes on there. And I'll post these ideas on there as well. And if anybody wants to share please reach out to me and I will put them on there. This podcast is meant to help each other. So if you can help me and teach me something, I'm happy to share it with everybody else. All right, so back to singing. Sorry, I go off on tangents a little bit. So how can I have my students sing even though we can't sing in person? Well, an easy fix is to have them do their singing at home on those remote days. So in my situation, I'm gonna be standing in front of one cohort on Monday, Tuesday, while the kids that come on Thursday, Friday are live streaming into the lesson so they can actually watch me what's happening in person. 
So if I want to teach my students a song, I'm going to have to pre-record myself singing it and there'll have to be a video because I can't sing in person either. So if I wanted to teach my kids Doa Deer from The Sound of Music, I'm going to pre-record myself singing it. I'm going to play it for my class. They're going to listen. Once they know it, I can't have them sing it, but I can have the kids that are at home watching sing it. And then when they flip-flop, the same thing. So having kids do it at home. And one great technological resource I love is Flipgrid. And if you don't know what Flipgrid is, I'll talk about it a little bit later when I get to some of the more remote learning ideas. But it's a great resource where students can go on and record themselves singing and you can watch it later. So I've been thinking about some of those ideas. The singing is going to take place at home. That's going to be their job. They're going to hear a song. They're going to hear me singing in class via a pre-recorded video. And then they'll have to take that information back home and sing it at home. I know it's not ideal, but at least you're getting them singing a little bit. Another idea I do have is we are encouraged to use the outside as long as we can. I'm from Western New York, so we could get snow as early as October and it gets very cold here sometimes. So our window is pretty short, but at least maybe for the first couple of months, I can take my kids outside and put markers on the ground so that they are 12 feet apart and we can sing together. Remember guys, be kind to yourself. I know if I take my first graders outside and spread them 12 feet apart, the singing is not going to be superb. But at least they're singing and they're doing something together. I think that's the biggest hindrance of not having singing in the class is that is such a group activity. That is an immediate sense of togetherness. And I need to try and create that feeling through other ways as much as I can, because that is a skill I don't want my students to miss out on. One great way we can still feel that togetherness and group activity feeling is by playing instruments. Instruments are not off the table, just some restrictions. So nothing you blow into like recorders or kazoos and no shared instruments. So I can't have five kids play the shakers and then pass them to another five kids. But that's okay. We can work around that. That's an easy fix. One way I figured out how to do this is I'm going to create baggies for my students. So I'm going to put a shaker and rhythm sticks and a scarf and maybe a guiro or something in there. And each student will have their own baggie that they can keep in their desks or in their cubbies, whatever space they have in their classroom. And that way they don't have to worry about switching and not getting to play those instruments that day. And it's just going to be a lot easier on me and the kids. I think I'm going to save a lot of time by not having to pass out these materials every day and then try to collect them safely and then sanitize them at the end of the day. Um, so if you have the resources to do that, I highly recommend that. I'm also going to include a small whiteboard and dry erase marker in their baggies to use as well. So students can play instruments. So we could do sound stories are a great idea. That obviously, unless you're using the materials that are just in their bag, will require you to use instruments and then have to sanitize them before another student uses them. I did see another great idea from one of my Facebook groups is somebody used the 
press and seal saran wrap to cover the drums, the head of the drum. So this way you're wiping down the saran wrap and you're not wiping down your drum, which could, you know, deteriorate the head depending on the cleaning material you're using. So I thought that was a really great idea. You could also just take off that press and seal and just put on a new one. So keep those ideas in mind as you're using instruments. I suggest sound stories. I suggest songs that obviously we can't sing, so you have to record it or find something on YouTube or an audio recording for kids to play their instruments along with. But the possibilities are endless with that. Instruments are going to give them the sense of that togetherness, that camaraderie, that working together for one goal. And that's really important. So another thing that's going to pose an issue is movement activities. A lot of movement activities, especially folk songs, require students to be clapping hands together or, you know, dancing really close to each other. And obviously we can't do those things this year. So you're going to really have to think about your movement activities and how they can be done by one person and what that's going to look like for the students. We also don't want them moving around too much. So things that can keep them in a more stationary position. So one idea is the Dum Dum song. Now the Dum Dum song, I don't know if it was originally written as a song, but I think it was more so as a warm up for the Minnesota Boy Choir. But people do it as a song and it's a fun game and my students love to do it. The song sounds like this. Dum dum da 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 dum dum da da dum dum da 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 dum dum da 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 dum dum dum. So you would just keep repeating that song over and over and over, and each time you would change your movement. Now, when we normally would do this song, you would have students sit right next to each other and part of the movements would be sharing things with your partners next to you. So it might look like patting on your lap twice and then moving your hands so you're patting on your partner's lap and then going back to your lap and then going to your partner on the other side's lap. So it was a really collaborative experience. Um, obviously, we can't do that. So we're going to have to adapt the motions. But there's so many things you could do. So let's start with the first one. We're just going to pat on our lap. That would be very simple for our kids to do. So everyone try that with me. One, two, here we go. Dum, dum, da, 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 dum, dum, da, da. Dum, dum, da, 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 dum. And then you could say, okay, let's do a pat clap. And on the last dum dum dum, we usually do the same movement. So I did pat, pat, pat. And you could be as creative as you want. Have the kids stay at their desk and come up with their own way to move. You know, maybe they're stomping their feet underneath their desk, or maybe they're patting their desk, or maybe they're patting the sides of their desk or hitting the side of their desk with a pencil. You know, allow them to have that creativity to come up with their own ideas. And if everyone's sitting at their desk or at their table in their spot, that's really easy for you guys to keep your social distancing 
And it's still collaborative because you can say, wow, I love what Johnny just did. Can we all do that together? And while remember the kids can't sing. So what I recommend is you record yourself singing it and play it back for them. And I would do it once where you're just singing it at the same tempo over and over and over again. And then I would also do one where you're speeding up the tempo just as an added fun thing and a great way to tie in a tempo discussion. So that's one idea you can do movement in the classroom without having kids breaking social distancing guidelines. Another really great activity you can have your students do for movement that doesn't require them to leave their spot is a Ram Sam Sam, which is a Moroccan children's song and game. The YouTube channel, The Learning Station, has a really great video for this because it shows the students dancing so the kids can mimic that and it goes faster and faster and faster and faster. So it's not only fun, you can tie in tempo, but it's a visual representation for them. And that takes care of you having to record yourself singing it because the students can't sing it. So the original song sounds like this. A ram sem sem, a ram sem sem, gooly 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 ram sem sem, a ram sem sem, a ram sem sem, gooly 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 ram sem sem, a rafik, a rafik, gooly 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 ram sem sem, a rafik, a rafik, gooly 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 ram sem sem. And the learning station adds a little section before the song starts that sounds like this Arms up high. Reach for the sky. Let's sing and move along to the silly, silly Ram Sam song. Oh, Ram Sam Sam. And that's how it starts. And then after the kids sing a Ram Sam Sam and how they transition them to a faster tempo, it sounds like this. Arms up high. Reach for the sky. If you want to be a Ram Sam master, you have to go a little faster. A Ram Sam Sam, a Ram Sam Sam. And each time they pick up the tempo. So there's movements to go along with this. You can watch the video to see it. And I'm just going to talk you through it right now. So on the first part, arms up high. Obviously, we put our arms up high and we wave them back and forth. And that sounds like this. Arms up high. Reach for the sky. Let's sing and move along. To the silly, silly Ram Sam song. And every time you sing Ram Sam Sam, you're going to pat your lap. And then on the gooly gooly part, you're going to roll your arms together. So let's try that together. So we got a pat and a roll. One, two, here we go. A Ram Sam Sam, a Ram Sam Sam. Gooly, 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 Ram Sam Sam. A Ram Sam Sam, a Ram Sam Sam. Gooly, 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 Ram Sam Sam. And on the Arafik part, you just sway back and forth. One for each Arafik. So let's start to our right. Ready? Arafik, Arafik. And then roll. Gooly, 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 ram, sam, sam. Arafik, Arafik. Gooly, 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 ram, sam, sam. And then our arms go back up in the air. Arms up high. Reach for the sky. If you want to be a Ram Sam master, you have to go a little faster. A Ram Sam Sam, a Ram Sam Sam, gooly, 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 Ram Sam Sam. Then you keep going. So I'll post that video on our website, themusicmakerspodcast.com, so you can check that out. It's a really great song. It's a fun activity, and it helps keep students socially distanced. We're going to take a short break and hear from one of our local sponsors in Western New York. <laughs> 
When you need a musical instrument for your child to play in the school band or orchestra, you have a lot of questions. Can I get the brand of instrument that the teacher recommends? Is the instrument maintained in proper playing condition? If the instrument needs repairs or a free loaner instrument available. With Twin Village Music, you'll get a resounding yes to all these and many more questions. The fact is, Twin Village Music rents more instruments to school children than any other music store in western New York. Twin Village Music is an authorized dealer for Armstrong, Bach, Selmer, Yamaha, and many other name brand instruments of superior quality that are rigorously maintained by their own in-store repair shop. Quite simply put, they have better looking and better playing instruments that encourage student success. See and hear the difference for yourself. Visit Twin Village Music at 44 Central Avenue in Lancaster. Call 683-4879. Twin Village Music, serving Western New York for almost 60 years with superior quality, value, and service. Welcome back. And I just want to say before we go on, if you are a local music store or you own a studio or work at a studio and you want to advertise on this podcast, please email me at themusicmakerspod at gmail.com. I'm going to say nobody pays to be advertised on here. It's all for free because I said before, I think supporting local business is so important. So if you're out there from Western New York and you want to advertise, just shoot me an email and I'd be happy to put you on this podcast. So let's talk about what we're going to put on our carts. I don't know what my cart looks like yet, so it's kind of hard to plan, but I do know some specific things I want on there. I want to be able to have my ukulele hanging on there somehow. I want to have a set of bells because I won't be able to travel with my keyboard. And the other most important thing I think I need is a whiteboard. I know I'm going into the classrooms that have whiteboards, but I would never want to erase something a classroom teacher wrote on there just to use it for music class. So I'm going to try and mount a whiteboard onto my cart. I think that's super important for me to have. I also have a felt board that is a staff um, and it has felt notes that stick with Velcro. So I think I'm going to try and incorporate that too. Some other items I'm going to keep on my cart to keep me and the students safe is a bottle of hand sanitizer, some extra masks, some tissues, some wipes if you can use those in your district or a disinfecting cleaner. And I'm going to designate specific instruments that I can only use. So go through at the beginning of the year, pick out a shaker, a pair of rhythm sticks, a scarf, a guiro, a drum, things that you think you will use regularly and leave them in a box that are just for yourself. Um, That's gonna help keep you safe. So take the time and do that. It's gonna be important. I'm gonna share one last idea with you guys for if you're teaching music on a cart, but remember that all of these activities can be reworked to function in a classroom where we are 100% capacity and we don't have any social distancing guidelines, as well as if you have to do 100% online remote teaching this year. So you just gotta be creative and adapt it a little bit differently. Since we can't use shared instruments this year, I think body percussion is gonna become my new friend. So like I said at the beginning of this episode, I am going to create baggies for my kids to have one shaker, one pair of rhythm sticks, one scarf that's just theirs and they get to keep it for however many weeks and then I'll take them and sanitize them after. I think in those baggies, I'm also going to include pieces of construction paper cut out in shapes for body percussion. So I know that you guys have probably seen this before, but a lot of people 
match a body percussion to a shape. So a stomp could be a square, a clap could be a triangle, a snap could be a circle. You know, you make up whatever system works best for you. So I'm thinking about providing my kids with those shapes in a little baggie. And together on my whiteboard or on my projector screen, I'll put some shapes up there to start. So if I did square, triangle, square, triangle, square, triangle, that's stomp, clap. So students would all go. And then you could add in the circle, which is a snap. And students, we could just do that a couple times so they can get used to it. Then students could take out their shapes and at their table or desk, they could come up with their own body percussion pattern. And you could use this and expand on this idea by eventually turning them into notes and teaching about rhythm. And you're getting them composing and arranging. And you could even introduce form with this. So for our A section, we're just using stomps and claps. For our B section, we're using pats and snaps and have them come up with a form for their composition. So the possibilities are really endless here. Students can do this at home, easy enough for them to cut out the shapes or they could draw the shapes as well. And they could do this in person too. One thing I should say is in the back of my mind as I'm planning for this year, what is something I can do with them remotely or in this hybrid model with restrictions that I can do when we come back to a quote unquote normal schedule. I think that'll be helpful for students to make those connections next year. Like, oh, I remember when I had to do this at home. Yeah, that's great. Let's all do it together in class now and see how it's different. And I think that's a really important thing to establish this year. So that concludes our portion of teaching on a cart ideas. Obviously there are a million other ideas Again, please share with me and I'll share it out with everybody else at themusicbakerspod at gmail.com. Take a look at those two Facebook pages I mentioned, Teaching Music on a Cart and Music for Online Learning. We're going to take another short break, but when we come back, I'm going to share some ideas that you can use if you are teaching remotely. Hey everyone, I'm going to take a moment and share a message from my friends at Williamsville Performing Arts Studio. Does your child love being in the spotlight? If so, Williamsville Performing Arts Studio is the place for them. WPAS is not allowing COVID to stop the music. They are now offering virtual vocal, piano, and guitar lessons with plans to transition to in-person lessons once it's safe. To register, all you have to do is visit their website, williamsvillepas.com. That's williamsvillepas.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We just talked about some ideas that you can use if you are teaching music on a cart this year. And now I'm going to talk about some strategies and ideas you can use if you are teaching remotely, either 100% of the time or anything less than that. I spoke a little bit earlier about one of my new technological favorites called Flipgrid. If you don't know what Flipgrid is, check out www.flipgrid.com. There are many different features on here, but it is made for students to collaborate with other students and teachers. Flipgrid is considered a social learning platform that allows teachers to create grids or content that students can respond to by recording short, awesome videos. 
One of the cool things about this website is that not only can the teacher respond to the student's video, but other students can respond and comment as well. Of course, you could probably imagine the implications with having students have free reign of commenting. Don't worry, you can turn off that feature. I actually used Flipgrid during the beginning of COVID-19 pandemic um, this past spring when we had to transition to 100% online. The television network Fox has a really great reality singing competition called The Masked Singer. In their competition, celebrities disguise themselves as characters with costumes and masks and sing in head-to-head competitions. The live audience votes for their favorite, and the person with the least number of votes gets eliminated. If you are eliminated, you reveal yourself by taking off your mask. It's a really cool show. I highly recommend it. But the way that this connects to Flipgrid is I hosted our own version of the Mask Singer competition with the teachers from my school. I had teachers volunteer, I randomly placed two teachers head-to-head, and their job was to upload a video of them singing onto Flipgrid. Now, one of the cool features of Flipgrid is the ability to put an emoji or sticker on your video. Teachers in our competition chose a sticker that was to be their identity. So, for example, somebody combined a bee emoji with a crown sticker and they called themselves Queen Bee. When the teachers recorded their videos, they made sure their emoji was really big so that it covered their face. This way, nobody knew who it was when they sang. Then, Flipgrid has a feature called Mixtapes. This allows me to select two videos and put them in a mixtape together, creating one link for students to view both videos. So this is awesome because it can be very confusing for students if they have to click on this link, and then click on this link, and then click on this link. The Mixtape puts as many videos as you want, into one link. I would send out each head-to-head to my students along with a Google form and they voted for their favorite that week and they had a chance to guess at who each character really was. I can't even begin to tell you the positive response I got from teachers, parents, and students. I had so many people reaching out to me daily saying, thank you so much for doing this. This is so fun. My stu- my kid loves to listen and guess who, which teacher is who. And it was so fun engaging for all involved. And I plan on doing this again with the teachers or, you know, I'd love to try it out with my students. And since I can't have my students sing in school, what a great way for them. Okay, go home and record yourself singing 30 seconds of a song. Make sure you cover your face up. And then when we're in class, we can listen to the videos and we can vote on our favorites or we can talk about who we think each character is. And that's one idea that I have. And I know I've seen other people out there who have done that. And kind of going off of the mass Singer idea, I also saw this another idea on one of those Facebook pages I mentioned before where a teacher had a bulletin board with some celebrities and it was their face, but they covered it with a mask. So you could just see their eyes and their forehead, like a face mask that we have to wear now all the time. And what I imagine the teacher did with this or what I would do with this is each week you could pick one or two of the celebrities. You could have them go head to head or you could just have them listen to the celebrity singing and have the students try and guess who that celebrity is. It'd be a great way to tie in timbre. You could talk to the students about, okay, how does this person's voice sound? How would we describe it? Is their voice raspy? Is it nasally? Is it high? Is it quiet? 
and get them thinking about those ideas, describing it. I think there's so many great listening activities we can do this year, especially since we're kind of hindered with our singing, that why not have them be great at describing voices? They're going to be timbre experts by the end of this. So you could do this with teachers in your school. You could do it with celebrities, and you could have the students do it. The possibilities are really endless with this idea of a masked singer. So another idea that I really love doing is parodies. So I'm sure we've all seen how many different parodies people have come up with about everything to do with COVID-19. And why not let your students have that opportunity? So I would do this with my fourth or fifth graders. And this is definitely something they could do at home. All you would do is you should come up with your own parody or you could take somebody else's if you want to use as an introduction as a model. So I wrote my own parody to the Adams Family and it sounds like this. They're uncomfortable and annoying, not really fun or enjoying, but we all have to wear them because they keep us safe. Our masks are not a toy, they're for all girls and boys to wear across our face and no other place. Wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. It doesn't go on our arm, that would do more harm. We don't wear it on our head, but on our face instead. Make sure your nose is in there, and don't leave your mouth bare. And try not to be scared, we all wear a mask. Wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. So you can come up with your own song. Or you could use mine or someone that already has one out there. But this is just a little reminder for my students on how we should wear a mask and where we should wear our masks. And it's a good idea for them to understand a parody. So the next step I would take is, you know, we would talk about, okay, how do you think I came up with the words to this song? And what do you notice about them? And they should be noticing, you know, that the rhythm is the same as the original song. There's the same amount of syllables. There's rhyming words. You can talk about all those things. And then I would provide your students with maybe three or five, three to five options of songs that they can choose from. So I would do this because a lot of pop songs that are out right now or in general have some inappropriate words and the students are going to have to listen to the original lyrics in order to understand how the melody and the rhythm goes. So I would go through and I'd pick some songs that are appropriate and let your students pick out of those songs. So once they picked a song that they would like to use as their parody, then you need to start helping them come up with ideas for what their parody will be about. And I would central the theme around, you know, how they feel about being back in school or not being back in school if they are remote learning 100% or, you know, their thoughts on COVID-19 or how their summer was different and things like that. So help them come up with their words for their song by breaking it down to syllables making sure that the syllables line up so that they can really be successful with their lyrics. So for them to do this at home, I would provide them with maybe a graphic organizer to organize their ideas about what they want their parody to be about. I would provide them with the lyrics to the song they chose, the original lyrics. 
And maybe you would want to provide a syllable breakdown for them. Or, you know, maybe that's an assignment, a, a pre-assignment for this. Okay, go through this song and figure out each, however many syllables are in each line. I would not make my students write a parody for an entire pop song. I think that'd be way too long. So I would choose a verse and a chorus. And once students have written their lyrics, you can turn they can turn that in for an assignment grade. And you could also have them go back on Flipgrid or any other platform that you use and have them record it. And then we could share it online with each other. And, you know, you could do this in person as well. But it's also a really great way to get them thinking creatively at home. And it's could be a performance, you know, at the end of the unit. So we're all going to sit today on our video chat and we're going to listen to each other's parodies. Another great activity for students to do at home while remote learning is to think about the music that's all around them. So have them walk through their house and listen. What's making a noise that sounds like music? Maybe it's the washer machine, or maybe there's a radio playing, or maybe it's a wind chime outside. Get them thinking about those ideas and then bridge that gap into, okay, how can we make our own instruments at home? I had my students make shakers and I had them make drums at home and that was a really fun activity for them to do. And then you could have these students do a sound story with these instruments that they made at home or things they found at home that make an instrument-like sound. So maybe I say, okay class, on Friday during our video chat, we are going to read this sound story. I send it to them and I assign each student with one word in the sound story and their job is to come up with an instrument at home that they can use to play on that word. So Joey gets assigned the word scratched. So his job is to come up with an instrument that sounds like something is being scratched. And Kimmy gets the word knocked. So she gets to come up with an instrument that sounds like the word knocked. And when we all come together on Friday, everybody already has their word. Everybody already has their instrument. And it's a good collaboration because we're reading this story and we're all being a part of it. And you can take time and talk about why did you choose this instrument or how did you make that instrument and how does that sound like the word you were given and it would be a really great connecting and responding and performing activity for our students to do so back in march at the beginning of covid when our school district went to 100 percent online i was popping into video chats with the classrooms and there was that lag, right? We've all experienced the lag, the delay. So singing together at the same time is really difficult. So personally, the best way that I figured out how to do this is if we are all supposed to be singing together, I have the students mute themselves and I tell them I'm watching for their lips moving. If it is a call and response, I leave them unmuted. Of course, we still get that lag, but it's not as bad. And as a teacher, you can kind of wait for all the sounds to stop before you start the next part. One of my favorite call and response songs is called The Popcorn Game. And I use this with my kindergartners or first graders. And if we're doing this remotely, you're going to see all your students on your screen. And you're going to instruct one or two students to be the popcorn. And if they are the popcorn, they need to get on the ground or in their chair, they need to curl up like a tiny little popcorn kernel. 
and they stay that way until we get to a specific spot in the song. All the other students are echoing you. So why don't you give it a try and echo me right now. Pour in the oil. Sprinkle in the popcorn. Cover up the pan. Turn up the heat. Now this next part, we're going to put our hands together and we're going to rub them. And we're going to say the word sizzle. And we're going to keep getting louder and louder and louder. And it sounds like this. And on the word pop, the students that you picked out to be the popcorn are going to stand up and they're going to jump up and down like they just popped in a popcorn bag. And that part sounds like this. The popcorn's in the popper and a pop, pop, pop. The popcorn's in the popper and a pop, pop, pop. The popcorn's in the popper and a pop, pop, pop. And then it stops. And then they stop moving. And then you pick new popcorns and you keep going. So with the echo and call and response, there are some motions to go along with it. So for pour in the oil, you just pretend you're pouring in some oil. Sprinkle in the popcorn. You're going to wiggle your fingers like you're sprinkling in some popcorn. Cover up the pan. You're going to take your flat, pan, flat hand that's like a pan and cover it up. And then sizzle. We rub our hands together. And then you're clapping. So pretty simple. This is one of those songs that is a favorite of my students. They love doing this and it's so easy to do at home because they can copy you still through a screen and it just gets them moving. It gets them having fun and it gets them singing at home as well. And that's going to conclude our episode today on ideas for this COVID-19 learning that we're going to be facing this year. I know that there are so many resources out there and I want you to be kind to yourself and not try to reinvent the wheel. There are so many resources available to you. Use the ideas from this podcast. Go on those Facebook page. Those are Teaching Music on a Cart and Music Educators Creating Online Learning. And from our special guest last week, Dr. Robin Giebelhausen, she has a YouTube channel called Giebel Music, and she started putting out music videos, music with Dr. Giebs, and she has some really great ideas out there. Elementary music teachers are probably some of the most creative people I've ever met in my life, and I want you to know that you can do this. You are capable of this. Don't try to be hard on yourself. You know, it's not going to be a perfect year. That's for sure. But remember those two things I said at the beginning of the episode. You are doing the best you can, and that is enough. And whatever you decide should be with the student's best interests in mind. All the resources and activities I shared in this episode are available on our website, themusicmakerspodcast.com. That's themusicmakerspodcast.com. Feel free to email me some of your ideas and I will share those with everybody at themusicmakerspod at gmail.com. I've also started a Facebook page, The Music Makers, so follow me on there. My goal for this podcast is to release an episode every two weeks, so the next episode will be available on September 8th. I hope you all have a great start to your new year. Be kind to yourself, be kind to others, and don't forget to keep making music. The cover art for this podcast was done by Nick Naparella, and the audio is from Audio Jungle.